0: I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, friends. How was your week? And my week's been pretty good. We actually went outside about every day this week just to get out of the house because we're usually in the house um, doing school and whatnot. And so that's been really good, uh, even in the days that it's been cloudy and whatever it's just been nice to get some fresh air and it's so funny how we forget simple stuff like that but it's been really good so I'm thankful it's been really cold um and actually it is Sunday you'll hear this on Monday um but it is snowing outside which I live in Georgia so it doesn't really snow where I live um and I don't think it's gonna stick but um I live in the middle of the woods so usually what happens is the wind blows as it does because we also kind of live in a valley. And a branch will fall down or a tree or just whatever and knock out the power for a lot of us out here. Um And so it's really not that big of a deal because it's not like we're out without power for a while. But um, but anyway, so that's what happened today. The power went out for a little bit. And I'm actually surprised it's back on. Usually if it's out, it's out for at least like 12 hours or something. Um, and so anyways, it's been... Um, kind of an exhausting night. The wind was howling. Things have been blown over all over the place. Uh, but, uh, but hey, you know what? I think times like this really, for me anyways, I'm really thankful. I always tell the kids like, hey, let's stop and thank God that we are inside right now. It's like crazy outside. It's super crappy weather and super cold. And I am so thankful Lord, we just, we usually stop and pray and then like, Lord, thank you for letting us be warm in here. Thank you for these blankets. Thank you for our family. Thank you that we don't have to be outside in this. And so I think it is good to always stop and have gratitude towards the Lord um, when you're by yourself. And then especially with your kids so that they can also see how we're supposed to um, be thankful to the Lord for all of our blessings. Anyways, so I wanted to talk about spiritual declutter i think when we're in the new year especially but anytime um throughout the year women anyways usually are listening and reading and um watching all these things about decluttering your home and i'm one of those people because we're americans we have way too much stuff um what it like they always say you know you have you pay money to somebody for a storage unit to store more of your stuff. You know, obviously, you're not using it that much, you know, for the most part, unless you're moving. I don't know. But, uh, you know, we're always trying to find solutions to figure out how to manage all this stuff that we take on. And um, I, some people aren't this way. I've got some good friends that are like, they've got their stuff together, meaning like their life. <laughs> they know, hey, we don't need a lot of stuff. We're going to, only keep what we need and maybe a couple other things. I am a hoarder. Um, I grew up pretty poor and we, you know, didn't have a lot. And sometimes the things that we did have, it's because, you know, churches gave it to us and whatnot. And I think um, when I moved out on my own, I was just like, well, I might need that. (laughs) So we're going to keep it. Or, you know, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like, it might have a hole or two, but it's not a big deal. Like, we can just keep it. It's still good. Um, and so th- you would just end up accumulating things because anytime somebody gives something away, you're also taking it because you just might need it just in case, you know. Um, and anyway, you just, for me, I end up having just a ton of stuff that usually isn't, like, in the best condition. I don't even know if I'm going to use it, but just in case. And really, I think... Um, obviously that is a way that you are showing God that you're living in fear and, um, and just kind of paranoia in in a way. I I do believe in in wisdom, but I don't think that's what that is. Um, it's also kind of greed as well. We were having pancakes the other day, you guys. I know I'm, I'm all over the place today. I didn't even have coffee. It sounds like I did. Um, but my kids, my husband, he's so sweet. He made these like awesome pancakes. He's the best pancake maker ever. They're like really big and fluffy. And I think he like cooks them in a a bit of oil. And so they're just like the best pancakes you ever had. So he made all these pancakes and we didn't have a lot of syrup, it turned out. And I think the kids were about to kill each other over the syrup. And so, um, you know, the oldest brother uses it. And then the middle one is like, what the heck, like, you're going to use all the syrup, like, you know, look how much you put in your pancakes, and then, uh, you know, then they were fussing with Josie using it, she's the five-year-old, and whatever, and so kind of having these silly conversations, they feel silly, uh, where you're talking to your kids, like, hey, listen, you know, whose syrup is that, actually, you know, it's God, God's, like, everything that we have is God's. The only reason why we have it in our possession to use is because he's letting us use it. You know, it still belongs to him. So everything that we have, we should hold with loose hands. You know, I think we have this habit. We want to hold everything clenched fist against our chest like I am not letting anybody come near it. Kind of like, you know, those little annoying dogs (laughs) that take their bones and they're like growling out. Maybe that's just a normal dog, but I really feel like the little ones are extra annoying about it. Um, but as, as humans, we're that way too, where we just want to um, hold everything and, and keep it and not let anybody near it. And, um, and kids are definitely that way and adults are that way. And so I think sometimes we stop and, and we evaluate the situation like, First of all, this is just pancake syrup. <laughs> you know, there's kids that don't even have pancakes to eat, okay? <laughs> like, and you're fighting over your luxury syrup to put on your luxury pancakes that, you know, it's not, this is not even a need. Um, and, you know, kids, they don't really quite get that. But um, but having that conversation with them and then also, again, reflecting on your own life, saying like, okay, so how many things am I holding with clenched fist and not willing to let go because either I'm fearful something might happen or even like I'm greedy building up my own earthly kingdom here and all the things I want. Um, and so anyways, end up with, with a ton of stuff. So I'm listening to all these things like, okay, um, how can I make my home not so crazy, you know? Um, and then I was listening to something recently and she was basically saying like, you just making everything look nice and neat and organizing it is not decluttering. Like you still have the same amount of stuff. You're just, you know, organizing it. And I'm like, oh man, that's so true. I really need to get rid of a lot of stuff. And so she was talking about actually like getting rid of a lot of stuff, getting rid of a lot of things and then organizing that. And then, you know, um, all the extra things that you have, all all the things that you have in your life take up your time. And so, you know, I thought that was really true. And I think... um, It's the same thing in our in our spiritual lives we obviously know these things about you know distractions with social media and um time out with you know friends and whatever where we can have so much of that that we're not spending time with the lord we kind of already know that right but i think sometimes we don't even think about the spiritual type of things that are also taking up time in our life Um, So if you've got the Word of God, you know, and you got your prayer time, and then you've also got these podcasts you listen to, or, um, you know, praise music, and then you got these devotional books, and then you've got, you know, a hundred other things. Um, Maybe like you have little devotions that come up in your phone too, and then maybe one you read at night, and just all these other things that do vie for your time and your attention. And, you know, man, I think when the power goes out and you realize like, wow, the world really nowadays revolves around electricity. Okay. Electricity and technology. And so when all that stuff is gone, because we don't, we also don't get cell service where I live. So we have a landline and nobody does that anymore except for us, I guess. Um, So when the power goes out, we don't have any electricity. We don't have any internet at all. We don't have any cell reception. And I really think sometimes that really is the decluttering perspective when it comes to our lives with the Lord. Okay, this is going to sound like I'm trying to be Amish and I'm not trying to go that extreme, but what I'm saying is if you can think about what are the things that you really need um, with your relationship with the Lord. And there's a, a couple verses in Psalms 119 that I want to read, uh, verses 10 through 15. It says, With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. So just reading those verses, it brings you back to how important the word of God is, the Bible. It is so important, and that is what we're supposed to meditate on, and that is what we're supposed to rejoice in and um, declare. You know, is is His Word, and I think what happens is we just get so bombarded and um, distracted with all these other spiritual things that are nice to read. You know, I'm not saying it's bad, but if it's taking away the big amount of time that you're supposed to spend with God's Word. It's just taking up more of your time that you could be spending in God's word, if that makes sense. So I'm not saying, hey, you know, don't have some type of Bible study tools if you're looking at things and whatnot. But if you're looking more to what other people are saying about God and less about what God is actually saying, then maybe you need to look at kind of spiritually decluttering your life um, and the things that you use to have a relationship with God. Because, hey, you know when the power's out and electricity's out, like, that's really the bare bones you need. You know, the Word of God, prayer to Him, you know, and your brothers and sisters in Christ. And I think everything else can be noise, isn't. I'm not saying it is, um, but it can be noise that is distracting from uh, the actual things you're supposed to be doing with the Lord. Um, and then Exodus fourteen thirteen through 14, I read uh, this week, and it says... So it's basically when the Israelites are fleeing Egypt, and then Pharaoh's like, oh, you know what, changed my mind, I'm actually going to come after you now. And so they're caught between the Egyptians and the Red Sea, and it's right before Moses parts the Red Sea. So Moses turns to them and he said unto the people, fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And I think for me, that was, you know, spoke to me because I think a lot of times when, look, I know I'm all over the place, (laughs) y'all. Just keep going with me. Um, I think a lot of times as I'm going through life and I'm going through circumstances and I go through things that worry me is I am freaking out. I am trying to do what I can do in my control Um, to help this situation along in the way that I want it to be or the way that I think should be. And when you read, the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. You know, what's that saying? To me, it's saying, hey, calm down. (laughs) You know, calm down. Don't you know that there's a God? There's the God you worship. He's all powerful, all knowing. He's everywhere. Like he's the one true God. And you can just relax and know he's going to fight for you. Um, And obviously, you do have to do your part. You have to, you know, make sure that you're under his authority. You know, you're in his camp where he is, uh, he's able to fight for you. But if you're, you know, off doing your own thing in the enemy's territory, that's going to be a little hard. So you got to make sure that you're following him. But I did read this commentary as we're talking about extra things, um, by David Gazik. I don't know if that's how you say his last name. But um, he kind of breaks down that verse, and it says, uh, Stand still. Moses told the people of Israel to stop. This is often the Lord's direction to the believer in a time of crisis. Despair will cast you down, keeping you from standing. Fear will tell you to retreat. Impatience will tell you to do something now. Presumption will tell you to jump into the Red Sea before it is parted. Yet as God told Israel, he often tells us to simply stand still and hold your peace as he reveals his plan. I thought that was a really good reminder just to, again, you know, all that is is reemphasizing what the scripture is already saying, which is the Lord will fight for you. Just just rest in that. Hold your peace in that. So in any case, I hope that encourages you. I hope you'll also just kind of take a inventory of your life right now whether it's with material possessions but more so with your spiritual life and figure out you know where do you need to be what's going to be best for you in your relationship with the lord are you spending time in his word and in, in true prayer um not like you know god is good god is great thank you for the food i just ate you know not like prayers like that but really going to him in prayer and um in your fellowship with other believers to do his purpose, what are the things in your life distracting you from that? You know, whether it's secular stuff or spiritual stuff that feels like it's good to do. But sometimes we can be so involved in things that maybe make us feel good spiritually. It's like, oh, I feel the spirit right now. And I'm just like worshiping and it's great. And I think that is good. But I think if you are more seeking a feeling And not really seeking Him, that's going to be counterintuitive. So take inventory in your life. See what's best. Super easy to realize, to me, you know, what needs to go, what needs to stay uh, when it comes to the Word of God. And all the other voices out there, all the other things out there that can um, just take up your time. Be basic in your relationship with the Lord. Meaning, pour in 100% to the things that really matter and get rid of the fluff uh, that doesn't matter I hope you'll have a great week if you have any questions prayer requests or need a physical bible feel free to dm me on instagram at walk with jesus podcast or email me at Podcast at gmail.com and I'll talk to y'all next Monday <laughs>